Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. and happy Tuesday. Yesterday we saw Stephen, full of grace and power, doing signs and wonders. He was arrested and brought before the council, likely the Sanhedrin, the high court of the Jews. And we saw that Stephen was accused of certain things. It says they set up false witnesses who said this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place, the temple and the law. Now today we're going to see Stephen's response. He's already arrested. He knows he could be facing punishment of beatings, of pain, maybe even death. And let's see his response in spite of that. Reading from Acts chapter 7, verse 1, and I am reading from the ESV. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. Now notice, Stephen doesn't directly refute these claims. Instead, he begins to share truth, starting all the way back with the patriarch, the father of the Jewish faith, Abraham, a really important figure in their faith. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he, Abraham, went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length. He didn't own any of this property, any of this land, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. Now it's really interesting that he was being accused of speaking against the temple of God. And here he is showing that the patriarch Abraham didn't have a temple. He didn't even have land or property in the promised land, in the land of Israel. So it's very interesting that he is indirectly almost supporting that claim that he has been saying that a temple is not needed. And of course, we know now that the Holy Spirit indwells in us and we ourselves have become temples of the Lord. So it's just interesting to note that connection. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners, wanderers, in a land belonging to others who would enslave them and afflict them four hundred years. 
But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God. And after that, they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. So we see Stephen has gone through Abraham's history. Him being called out to a new place, given the promise of the promised land for his children, even though he had none. That then he came back and bore Isaac, who bore Jacob, who then bore the original 12 tribes of Israel. Now it's really beautiful to see how he is already setting up these promises of God. That God is promising to Abraham, you're going to be sojourners, you're going to be enslaved, but I will bring your offspring, your people, my people back here. So Stephen is pointing out this promise, this covenant promise that God made, a prophecy, if you will. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, who was one of the 12 brothers, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan and great affliction, and our fathers could not find food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob, his father, and all his kindred, 75 persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt and he died. He and our fathers and they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamer in Shechem. So we see now Stephen has moved from Abraham through his lineage down to Joseph. He has landed on Joseph, sold into Egypt. He was seen by God and Pharaoh noticed him, raising him up. And then Joseph's family came to him during the time of the famine. He's going through these amazing, incredible events that happened throughout the beginning of the book of Genesis. Continuing on, But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race, the Jews, and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time, Moses was born. So now we see this actually playing out. What God had said to Abraham, you will be enslaved. Now the Jewish people are enslaved in Egypt to a new king who didn't know Joseph, who didn't know his family, but they were enslaved. So we're seeing God making these prophecies and these promises and then them coming true. And we'll see him keep 
his promise to his people. So stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll hear Stephen's speech about Moses, and I will see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for tuning in today. For more information, visit hesedheart.com. Thank you.